Well, hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 765. And uh, this morning I'm outside. I'm having a little walk. It's uh, The sun has just come up. And we've had a pretty severe frost last night. It's freezing out here right now. Uh, I've uh, done an early morning session with a client. And she was briefing me on what she'd heard in the, the news this morning about... Uh, next stages of lockdown for us here in Victoria. Apparently, the uh, the Prime Minister and the state, our Victorian state Premier, had a meeting last night, and they've been talking about uh, the next stage of lockdown for here. Which, uh, who knows how accurate this information is, and whether they they leak it on purpose or or whatever. But talking about are doing a complete lockdown uh, for potentially two weeks here. So I'll be listening to this morning's press conference to see what further announcements they have to to say on that. Uh, that would obviously have a more dramatic impact on uh, what I currently do and uh, cause some further angst. Uh, so... I don't know, I don't really want to dwell on on the unknown right now because uh, yesterday, if you jump over to the mental toughness and body show.com and if you listen to yesterday's uh, podcast there, I talked all about uh, uncertainty and how to uh, deal with the uncertain times and uh, I think it's easy to become distracted and you focus on other things when there are uncertain and tough times and this is where we really get pushed as a human to uh, come to the surface and say who do we really want to be here how strong am I going to be how can I make myself a better person as a result of everything that's going on right now as tough as it may be and as unfair and frustrating as it may be uh, you've got to create some focus somewhere else and uh, focus on those empowering things in your life as opposed to those things that are just going to uh, cause you a whole lot of grief. So we'll watch, we'll watch this space, I guess, today. We'll hear some more. Yesterday they announced uh, further restrictions to other parts of Victoria. So regionally now, meaning basically the whole of Victoria has to wear masks, effective from, oh, well, that was from today or uh, Sunday. Uh, but there's going to be... Uh, just increasing further and further restrictions. Uh, tough, tough times for everybody. And not to mention all the people that are, are dying as a result of it. It's mainly the elderly at this point. I was just uh, seeing a, a briefing there from the Professor of Epidemiology from Melbourne University. It's a highly regarded university around the world. And he was talking about you know, what we did and didn't learn perhaps from the first wave and what's going on uh, around the world and why we perhaps didn't do better uh, than we are right now. And I guess it's easy with hindsight, uh, but, you know, we're not going through this for the first time. So um, through the first wave, there was a huge issue with uh, within the aged care uh, sector up in New South Wales and you would have thought gee they've learnt so much from that 
this should never happen in Victoria. But it's gone through um, so many different aged care facilities, including, my client just told me this morning, that there is now um, aged care facilities that are inf affected in my suburb, just down the road from here. Uh, it seems that a, a big part of this is coming from the essential services. And one of the things they're, uh, they're talking about locking down is locking down everything except the essential services. Now, how does that make sense if the essential services are, are being the ones that are the main cause of this second, uh, second lot? It, uh, it, it begs belief. Uh, can you stop the food distributions and all that kind of stuff? But it's, it's within these, these environments where it's, it seems to be keeping on percolating. And why is that? Well, if you think about the environments, they're big, uh, big distribution centres, big warehouses. They showed some footage before. And there must have been like 20 people working on forklifts all fairly close proximity to themselves, uh, to each other. Uh, they're moving from, uh, you know, bay to bay to, to trucks, to truck drivers, uh, spreading it to truck drivers. Those truck drivers can then spread it to uh, the distribution centres where they're going. So the, uh, not distribution centres, so the, the end customer. So that's meaning the, uh, yeah, the aged care facility or whoever it is that's the end user, the, the supermarket chains, all that kind of stuff. So I don't see how shutting people down is going to have an impact on, on that, uh, that side of it. Uh, but I don't know, I'm not the expert. I just see that there's an issue there. And I'm not sure how this is going to provide us with the, the outcome. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, um, today uh, was a, a, an exciting day because, even though it's still early, my book launch was launching today at 4.30am uh, in Australian time and they uh, were launching my interview with, uh, with Jim, I can't remember his, his surname actually, but from Morgan James Publishing and uh, that was... Uh, that was an exciting time uh, to talk about the book for the first time, my first morning, uh, my first uh, official interview about the book. Uh, so that was good. And uh, yes, uh, technology, hey. The, uh, um, the publisher uh, sent out uh, you know, all the registration links that I'd been sending out to people and it said that uh, once you register, uh, before the interview, you'll be sent a link. And then from that link, you can watch. So, of course, I get up and there's no link. There's no email. And then I got an email from, uh, not, I'm sorry, a Facebook message from somebody that had got up at 4.30 to watch the interview and said they, weren't, they didn't receive a link. Now, I didn't receive a link either, so nobody received a link. So I searched through to find the link and then I was able to send the link to people. It's like, come on, you can't put together a campaign like this 
and uh, then not send people the link. I mean, it was not my responsibility, it was the publisher. So that was frustrating. So I just sent them a message and said, look, people didn't get the link. You said that you were also going to send them a recording if they registered. So can you please send them the recording once it's available? So uh, I did that. So anyway, now, as of now, I've posted that on my Facebook pages uh, so you can get a, uh, get a link to you know, uh, watch the interview. And also, I've had some people say that they uh, haven't been able to get a copy of the book or they've, um, they went to Barnes & Noble, for instance, and it was going to take ages for the book to come. Uh, was there any other way that you could get it? Well, here's the answer to that. The book is available worldwide. It's only available in a bookstore, like a physical bookstore in the US at the moment. So our plan is to uh, see how the sales go in the US and then I'll take it to the UK and Australia. The, there is actually a sales team and a printer in Australia. So if I personally order books, then they come uh, direct from Melbourne, so I'll have them within a few days. Um, but you can order the book from any of the online bookstores. Pardon me, online bookstores worldwide. Like, I think it's in like 1,800 different online bookstores. Now, in my uh, post on Facebook today, I've included the uh, the links to, I suppose, the most popular bookstores in the US and Australia as well. I haven't included all of them, obviously, because there's heaps of them. Uh, but I've included them there. Now you can get a a Kindle or a downloadable version of the book uh, immediately or you can get a paperback version of it and I noticed when I was in Amazon again today uh, it said uh, book of uh, the what this what do you I can't remember the language they use on the page but uh, like the volume is low uh, which means it's selling which is good and it said it'll be uh, be back in store soon uh, but I think there were still some copies still available when I had a look uh, so, uh, yeah, you can take your pick. I personally like to hold a, a physical book rather than a Kindle version but, or download version. Uh, but whatever takes your fancy. And then I'm just asking everybody, if once you've read the book, if you can uh, post a review from where you bought it from, uh, that would be great as well because all the reviews that happen uh, obviously help encourage people to purchase the book as well. So I'd certainly appreciate uh, your feedback. So yeah, it's already been an action-packed day. Action-packed night last night too. I was uh, flat out all day, uh, really busy. And I think the the athlete story last night, it finished, uh, it was a bit earlier. I think it finished at 8.30 last night. And again, the technology, it was it was frustrating because the uh, when you're connecting with four people, um, it, the, just the technology... You're relying on individual people's Wi-Fi and connectivity and uh, microphones and cameras. And a lot of people don't have a very good setup. So often the quality of it is not awesome. <laughs> um, and last night's was an example of that. There were some that were really echoey, some kept dropping out. Uh, but yeah, when it works, it's fantastic, hey? Uh, but it was still good content. I got to ask... Uh, James Tonkin, a, a rower, so he's like six seven, I think, 
um, asked him a question last night and I said to him, like if you're 100, so I'm 165, I'm actually 166 centimetres, 165 around there. I said, if you're a little guy like me, um, do you have any chance of being a, a great rower? And he said, um, he said, yeah, that's going to make it really tough. He said, unless you want to steer. <laughs> so I guess you're like the coxswain or something like that, which are about 50 kilos. Um, that's about the only way that you're going to get in an Olympic-style boat. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was a bit funny. So, yes, the rest of the day, today, um, again, it's going to be a busy day. Um, a little a little bit of angst in wondering what they're going to announce today and what further restrictions. It's, you know, when you're planning... Uh, you know, like I've, I've got lots of plans for what I'm going to be doing over this period of time of, of lockdown. Uh, but when each day the rules can change, um, obviously you, you could be sitting on the, the edge of your seat thinking, okay, so what's going to happen here, etc. Uh, so interestingly right now, one, two, three, four, five. So I've just walked past a house. Uh, now this is one of my issues with the like construction uh, industry. So the construction industry is pretty much untouched by COVID. They say, no, you can keep, keep building, keep doing what you want. So I've just walked past it. So it's, it's a private home. Looks like they're doing a concreting job uh, there today. And there's five, oh, so there's one, two in the driveway, excluding them. There's five cars there. So it looks like there's at least five uh, different workers working in a small backyard doing a concreting job. Uh, now, what are the chances of them spreading the virus? I would say very much so, especially given that they're not wearing masks and the respiration rate while you're, you know, working hard, hauling concrete and doing all that kind of stuff is very big. And who are the people that are doing it? Well, normally they're in their like maybe late teens, but normally 20s, 30s or mid to mid-30s are doing that type of work. They're the people that, I'm generalising here, that haven't really cared about whether they get it or not because there's no real impact on them, they feel. Um, they're the ones that don't really want to alter their, their lifestyle. And so, uh, again, considered an essential worker and can be responsible for uh, spreading a lot of the virus. And then you have, say, someone like me that works with, uh, say, one person in a studio where it's cleaned after every single use and, uh, you know, I can easily social distance with each other. Uh, but I can't do anything with people. So it's going to be interesting when they have a review today, and oh, whether it's today or they announce it today or the next few days, I'm sure there'll be a further lockdown. They have to uh, because we are into week four of our, what they said was our six-week lockdown and they're going to have to do something else because the, the numbers are just too radically big. Uh, but it, So it'll be interesting what they do with these essential services because I won't lock them down. Um, so you've got these distribution centres 
um, what it is that they're going to specifically do there to enable people to keep getting their food and keep getting those essential services that they uh, you know, need to keep moving. Uh, and what's also, I think, really quite ironic is that uh, your gyms, fitness centres, so all the stuff that I do is not considered an essential service when it relates to your health. Um, it seems ironic, um, but building someone's house is an essential service. And it's interesting the boxes that somebody chooses to tick and pick to say that this is an essential service. Uh, so why are they picking, I say, construction? Because of the number of different industries that it impacts and they're hoping that that can keep the economy's numbers going a little bit further um, because if they shut them down as well they're going to take an even bigger hit on the you know political front so we're getting to that stage where it's now becoming more and more political and every decision that's made now is going to have a bigger and bigger impact on whether that person or that party gets elected again I look at what's happening in the US. Uh, unless there's a radical change right now, you'd have to say that uh, Donald Trump is guaranteed that he will lose the election because certainly the way that the media hammers it and uh, you know, the way it's portrayed is that he's handled the management of the whole virus very poorly and obviously he's trying to manage both economy and health but he comes off as being a cold person and because the numbers are so big and the biggest in the world they they just feel that it's all his fault and he hasn't done it properly and I'm not here to say whether that's right or wrong uh, because look I've been around long enough to know that the media will report one thing and what the reality of what what is said and what goes on behind closed doors and what a person is really like uh, can be often quite different. So I'm not here to provide a view on that, just to say that um, I think it's pretty safe that he will lose the election unless there is something dramatically wrong. And I hear this morning that he's uh, wanting to delay the election because he believes it'll be fraudulent because of all the online stuff, even though there's no evidence of that, that's what he feels. And I guess... You know, you'd want to do that too, wouldn't you? You'd want to push it out further and further so that hopefully a vaccine is discovered and that you can distribute that and then everybody starts to get over it, the numbers drop and, you know, you're in a different place so you can focus on those things before. Because pre-COVID, you'd say that he'd be re-elected because how the economy is booming and everything. Now, because of the management or perceived management of this, he will have lost it and... I think the same can be said for here in Victoria. Uh, I think up to the second wave, you would say that uh, the Premier would be guaranteed of getting uh, back in for a second term. But people are getting more and more frustrated, more and more fed up, and uh, livelihoods just being torn apart and the mental distress that that's causing people and so any decision now for further restrictions, further lockdown, uh, 
it becomes a, a very, very much a political time bomb uh, because there's also a credibility issue here. Uh, and if I play a cynic, you could say, well, hang on a second, you told us we were going to be locked down for six weeks. Now uh, it looks like it's going to be 12 weeks and now you're going to lock us down even further. We can't believe you. Now, all he's going to say is that, well, yeah, this is a constantly changing thing. We never know what's going to happen, blah, 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 blah. And that's what any politician's always going to say. Uh, but the more you do that, and then that may be true. Again, I'm not passing judgment here. Um, all I'm saying is that this is really political and no matter what you say now, you're going to lose credibility by going further and further restrictions. It's like, how we don't believe you. We just don't believe you now. Now, from I think from what I see each day, I think he's um, morning. Uh, he's certainly uh, trying to uh, be completely honest and giving all the information and. Uh, yeah, it seems believable. Uh, like it, it seems like he's he's genuinely doing the best effort that he can be. That's the way that it comes across. Um, this would be a horrible thing to have to manage for anyone. I don't. There's any winners of this. But um, by the same token, you're seeing the New Zealand Prime Minister being referenced around the world as being a you know, great leader and they've been able to eradicate it from New Zealand and stuff. Now, New Zealand have obviously different circumstances, smaller country, it's more isolated, etc., etc. But the other side of that is their economy is completely screwed, completely, and this is the price uh, that you pay for, uh, for doing those things, uh, like the lockdown, and that's where we're headed. Like, we could be creating a lifetime of debt for our children uh, because of uh, what's going on. Um, so it's tough, it's challenging times for everybody. I will see what today brings. I'll give you an update tomorrow. And let's hope we get some good news somewhere. On that note, let's finish on a good note. Uh, there's a, a breakthrough. I think it's in the University of South Australia, they've moved to uh, phase two of their trial of a, a potential vaccine, and it's apparently looking very, very promising. So that's an exciting prospect, and they've already said that they're uh, wanting to help out within the age sector within Victoria to see if they can use, I guess it's trialling as well, um, this vaccine to see what impact that has for people. Um, so that's, that's exciting. There's always an upside if you want to find it. And maybe that's where we should be focusing right now. I was saying to somebody yesterday, actually, just the final point, uh, probably oh, some of the most unsexy people in the world would be scientists. But right now, I tell you what, um, they are being revered for, uh, and they will be revered even more if they come up with the vaccine, but the work that they're doing must be really interesting for them, like once in a lifetime stuff for them, and then to be coming up with a vaccine that has such a global impact. Uh, 
I think that's uh, an incredible opportunity for them. Uh, but also will maybe, for once, help people realise the important work that scientists do. I was never any good at science. Uh, it wasn't a passion of mine. And we, we spend far too much time uh, revering our athletes, uh, like sports people. But really, the, the saviour of mankind almost is going to be scientists. Uh, whether it's now for COVID or the next COVID thing that comes by. Uh, so I think that's exciting. And, um, you know, they, we need to give them the, the credit that, uh, that is due there. We don't hear about all the, the work that they're doing until it actually, you know, comes to finding a solution. But uh, the painstaking hours and lack of sleep that they must be going through through labs around the world. There's something like 150 different trials around the world right now uh, going on. So um, that's exciting. And what I did hear the other day was, uh, I think it was uh, one of the companies that said, you know, if they get the vaccine, they're going to be providing it for free uh, to people. So uh, that's a good thing. So there's no profiteering out of it. So that's uh, that's exciting as well. So I'm going to keep walking on my walk this morning. There's frost everywhere. It's cold. My hands are numb. And I'll see you tomorrow. Hopefully with some good news. It'll certainly be some different news. Uh, let's hope it's some good one. All right. Have a great day wherever you are in the world. See you tomorrow.